superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Do I start Dalvin Cook tonight? And up goes to Dalvin, and he is blue. You're never going to be upset by starting your stuff. Dalvin gets into the end zone. The Rich Eisen Show. Oh, God, I hate fantasy football. Why do I play <laughs> And it? you have to win, right? Earlier on the show, ESPN NFL analyst Ryan Clark, co-host of Peacock's Brother from Another, Michael Smith. Coming up from Dexter New Blood, actor Clancy Brown, plus Minnesota Vikings running back Dalvin Cook. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air, and we are excited because Dalvin Cook is slated to call into this show in a matter of moments, and he had only one of the greatest rushing performances in recent memory, certainly based on the fact that he's uh, running with not one but two, reportedly, torn labrums. That doesn't sound very good to run with, and he was remarkable. He, I mean, he was carted off the field 11 days before he ran all over the field on the Steelers last night. Uh, and we're excited not only about that, but uh, we have an in-studio celebrity guest joining us in about 18 minutes' time right here on the Rich Eisen Show. And um, it's somebody uh, who is in one of our favorite movies and certainly in your top three, right, Chris? Would you put Shawshank Four, Redemption sure. top three? I think so. It was on last night. <laughs> it's probably on right now. Football game ended, flip over, last 45 minutes of Shawshank. Clancy Brown is uh, going to be joining us here on this program. He is in the uh, new rebooted or re remade uh, new episodes of Dexter, New Blood. That's the new I should use, I'm sure. Uh, Sunday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern on Showtime. Uh, love his work. It, loved his work in Billions. My God. Um, also, um, Starship Troopers fans know him. Highlander fans. Lost fans. He's been in just a ton of stuff. So, uh do you have a Shawshank question all lined up, Chris? Do you got one all not, ready to roll? Not specific. I'm going to. I mean, gonna, come on, man. Like gonna, if somebody's walked in here from the in. Sting or from Midnight Run or whatever, I'd have like 15 questions. Didn't you ask one of Tim Robbins when he was here? You didn't have. You, you, you actually, what you did, I, you harangued Morgan Freeman. When he was here. Well, no, I asked Morgan Haranguing Freeman. Morgan Freeman, by the way, is the greatest that's documentary great. that's yet to be made. By no, the way. I did a I did a poll question of uh, on his favorite movies. On what's Morgan Freeman's favorite Morgan Freeman movie? Right, and then he said he wouldn't give an answer. And then I you harangued him. And then, well, I told him that life is about making decisions. That's what you said. Life's about making decisions, Morgan. <laughs> I, mean, that was, I was. That's I, what you I told think, Morgan Freeman. When we play back the clip. In I was a little aggressive, and for that I apologize. But he gave an answer that we weren't expecting. Which was he said driving Miss Daisy was well, his favorite. I, Morgan I thought no, he said Million Dollar Baby was as well. And then and then and then I brought up uh, Unforgiven. Not what we were expecting. I brought up, I was the one who brought up Unforgiven. So which I think you would would you put 
Unforgiven. I would put Unforgiven in one of my in, in my top five. Yeah, my top five. Great movie. I love Shawshank Redemption, but not nearly as much as you do. I love that. To movie. be very very honest. Well, I'm from Maine. The movie is obviously set in Maine, so that has a lot to do with it. So anyway, we had Michael C. Hall on a couple of weeks ago. Uh, he is Dexter himself. And now uh, we are going to have uh, Clancy Brown right here in studio. And that'll be very exciting. So joining us right here on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line, uh, fresh off of a remarkable 205-yard rushing performance uh, of the Minnesota Vikings, who desperately needed it uh, on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line, is Dalvin Cook back here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you doing, Dalvin? What's up, Rich? How are you doing? (laughs) Doing good. I would say so. I'll be honest. I can confirm. This source can confirm you're doing good. I can, <laughs> I can confirm. I appreciate it. How are you feeling today? I feel good. Uh, you know, after that game, you always sore, but, you know, I feel good as far as, like, coming out of the game clean and stuff. Yeah, I was good. Well, I mean, my God. All right. So, let me let – because me, I know you, uh, I'm sure, don't want to talk about injuries and things like that. Players don't want to talk about injuries. But you were carted off the field 11 days before your 200-yard – performance did you like how how hurt are you how banged up are you Dalvin you know it is it is what they said is you know all the the reports that they say you know I I told my label um in that that San Fran game but yeah that's that's it but I've been I've been working extremely hard you know me and my trainers and the strength and conditioning coaches you know the coaches been like making sure they monitor you know my 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 workload and practice and stuff. So I've been I've been good. I just been grinding, you know, getting my shoulder back stronger. And so what did what did what did you did you wear something in particular last night to harness it to to prevent any serious injury from happening, Dalvin? Yeah, I would have same harness two years ago um, when we played against New Orleans in the playoff game. Um, so yeah, I wore a harness that you know kind of not put myself in the position of. Don't let it happen again, and all kind of keep me, you know, in a stable position. Well, you had a huge game against the New Orleans Saints in that game as well. Do you, do you you're going to keep the harness even if you might not need it? I mean, uh, if you're superstitious like that sort of thing, <laughs> Dalvin. I wouldn't sound superstitious, but like you know, just just, just going by the protocol, you know, just making sure I take care of myself. So you know, I got to keep it on. Okay. You know, just keep doing what I do. You know, so- just sticking sticking to it. So were you were you feeling good in the morning, and then that was part of it? Uh, I mean, how did you get ready for yesterday's game to get out there on the field with a, a torn labrum? Because you have two of them too, right, Dalvin? That. You have two of them. You have one in the other shoulder too, correct? No, I don't. Okay, you don't. All right, so you've got one in the shoulder that you, you tore, and so um, how did you get ready? Walk me through your Thursday. Um, I was feeling pretty good all week, though. Like, when they went to play – Against Detroit, I kind of like went through like my normal routine of doing treatment, you know, because the trainers and stuff went to the game. So I was at home and I had the stuff I needed to do treatment. So I kind of did treatment and I felt good, like coming into Monday. And then I just you know, told the trainers, I seen Doc, you know, he looked at me, he checked me out, you know, put me through some motions. You know, I was comfortable with the stuff that he did and put my and, and put my shoulder in the positions. So I was like. You know, next thing to test if, if if it's strong enough to go out there and compete you know, at a high level, and you know, I was I was able to know you know move around weights and do the things that I do, and that I was kind of like the deciding factor of me going out there and being safe on the football field. And then you start running like you did. Um, when was the 
I mean, right before the first snap, did you? is that in the back of your head or you're like, I'm free, I'm ready to go? Like, how does that work for somebody in your position? Down. Yeah, I know, I know I put the work in. Like, I know I put the work in, like, to go out there and just, like, you know, I play the game with no regret. You know, that injuries and stuff covered the game. So, you know, I, I, I won't put myself in harm's way. And if it, you know, whatever happens, you know, I just live with it and, and just no regroup. Dalvin Cook here uh, on the Rich Eisen Show. Were you surprised at how large the holes that you were running through and how long you were going without contact on Thursday night? Yeah, um, we they did a great job of um, of putting together a game plan all week. You know, we we was believing like we believed in the game plan, like just just seeing how everything was getting drawn up. Like we knew like we had a chance to go to go make some plays. We just had to take advantage of those plays, and I think we could, did a good job of that. All right, now let me get let me get to the sixty million dollar question here, Dalvin Cook. Why do the Vikings have such trouble finishing games? You're up twenty nine nothing, and that game turned into a nail biter. I don't need to go through the entire year, but you know, uh, difficulty winning games that you were up, difficulty closing games that you were up. Why? No, oh, that's a good question. Uh, that's a question we've been getting asked all year, and you know, steady going through these games over and over is is something like. We not shying away from you know we looking at it looking at it right in his eyes and trying to figure the problem out you know just just like everybody else man we not gonna we not gonna stop you know trying to figure out you know why we can't finish teams because I know we can we we got the team to do it so it's just up to us you know squarely on on these leaders on the team to to, 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 to get these guys together and and figure it out. Well, what is what is your role on all of that? You know, as a leadership for you, Dalvin. Um. Yeah, just you know that that team that played in the first half last night was you know was lights out. We was clicking on all cylinders. We just got to continue that energy going into the second half, and that's just my job to keep pushing that message. You know, letting everybody know, you know we still got a shot to go get in, in the playoffs. You know, we still got something to to keep playing for. Is there a sense of a let up though? I mean, like, what, does it? Again, I I know I I know there's no specific answer to the questions I'm putting in front of you. And I'm trying to just, you know, put in front of you, though, the questions that diehards of the Vikings are asking, um, you know, as they look down at their bitten-off fingernails this morning, you know? So yeah. And, yeah. is there coming a... Coming from me, you know, coming from Dalvin, I just, you know, we trying to figure the problem out as a, as a whole, as a team. And, you know, we want to stop putting our fans through those nerve-wracking games. You know, it's the same for us on the sideline. You know, watching our defense or our defense watching our offense or us watching our kicker make a kick or, you know, whatever the situation is. So, you know, we trying to we trying to figure this thing out. We got four more games left, I think. So, you know, we got a shot to go to go win some big time games and, and not put ourselves in those situations. How far can you go, Dalvin? How far can you go? Dalvin Cook. We can go. We can go. We just gotta keep getting this keep getting our confidence going and just keep playing ball and, and not worry about those games that we've been talking about, you know, those games that 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 came down to the minute, the, to the minute and the seconds that we didn't win, but we got to put that behind us and, and just keep going. Dalvin Cook here uh, on the Rich Eisen show. Uh, was that the best game you've ever played last night? Um, that's the most fun I had. I had fun last night. Um, it, was, it was a fun game. Uh, we had fun. I know my old line looked like they was having fun. So yeah, it was a fun game. And then just, but the in the mere fact again that you you were. So, um, I mean, and if I told you when you were being carted off uh, in Santa Clara, California, just two weeks ago, not even, 
that uh, this game would be possible? What would you have told me, Dallin? Uh, I probably couldn't have answered it. Uh, how I was feeling after that game, I was kind of down on myself. I was kind of, you know, in the place. That's why, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for my teammates and you know, my family and stuff. You know, I, I just feel like, you know, injuries come and they go, but, you know, in that time, I just feel like my team needed me to be there, and I wasn't there. So, like, but after the game, I felt like my shoulder was kind of banged up. But, you know, I just said, I'm going to put my head down the ground. And, you know, I looked up and, you know, I was able to go out there and compete. So you're feeling fine today. You got this Benny by now. And, um, and so just in theory, your shoulder should not be a problem for the rest of the year as you go about your business for the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. Yep, just stand on it, stand fine-tuned, and I'll be good to go the rest of the year. All right, Dalvin Cook. You know, um, I'll just say it's screwed. You're on my fantasy team. <laughs> Way to go, man. <laughs> Way to go, Dalvin Cook. <laughs> that, that, that was fantastic. That was just all of it. I know that's a very unpre- unprofessional thing for me to say. You know, are you are you hearing it's from people? good, Rick. <laughs> Are you hearing from people about that very subject matter today, Dalvin? Have you heard about that from people? Yeah, <laughs> Okay, well, I, I, I'm, I'm glad I'm not the first. That makes me feel better, but that was, uh, that was unbelievable. Tell uh, me the whole story, Rich. Well, I mean, the whole, <laughs> tell me the whole story. Tell Mr. Dalvin the whole story. Well, Dalvin, we had a big debate about yeah. this yesterday. Well, I mean, like, do we play you in fantasy, you know, and, and you know, because you know, I, you know, I just didn't want to see you come in and out of the game and all that sort of business. No, I feel you. I feel you. You understand, yeah, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I totally understand, yeah. Okay, good, because it's not about – us and that's that's the proper word it's not me and you it's an us thing you know it's not it's nothing's going to come between the two of us dalvin (laughs) (laughs) you know but but i was concerned and then i saw you get 24 yards in that first series that wound up with no points and then oh my gosh 30 yard carries here and there did you know when you hit the locker room that you had had a buck 53 and change are you were you aware of the numbers as you were racking them up no, nah, I wasn't. When it popped up on the screen, like I seen it, like when everybody else seen it, like it popped up on the screen, and I seen it like everybody else. And then you're like, okay, all right. And then you went for two hundred, yeah. and you got it. Um, yeah, and then my old line, like my old line, like they weren't gonna let me fall short of that two hundred. Like they was, they was pushing for it. Okay, too. good, because there's a five yard, uh, five point bonus for me in my league. Again, I have to keep bringing it back to me <laughs> for that. This guy, but, you know. <laughs> Uh, all I know is you, you put me in a rocking chair on Sunday, man, and I greatly appreciate that for this uh, this week 14. Uh, uh, almost as much as you calling into the show, which I greatly appreciate as well, Dalvin. So no thanks problem. again. Anytime. I really appreciate yeah. it. I, anything uh, anything else that, you know, if you need if you need ice, if you need, uh, you know, anything else, just you let me know and I'll make sure you get it, okay? So that, appreciate that, it, Rick. All right, take care, Dalvin. Thanks for the call. See you, Dalvin. That's Dalvin Cook, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how many people who blew him up on his phone last night after the game, it was fantasy related. 48%. I don't know about that. People <laughs> blowing up on his phone are like close personal friends and family and whatever. Yeah, and you know his I'm friends have him in fantasy. I'm the, only, <laughs> I'm the only idiot who's like actually using real estate here. Right? There it is. By the way, uh, just, you should, uh, you know. How many points did he get you last night, did you say? Like because you get 30-something, right? Well, Rich is in a league where they get, like, super bonuses for 100 yards, Wait, Chris, yards. the plus five that he snuck in there for the 200 no, yards. I, <laughs> I, 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 
Uh, uh, he, uh, he gave me a 39.2 points. Wow. Uh, as uh, you donkeys, which is the name of my team because it's the poker league. I'm referring to the donkeys in my poker league. They're all donkeys. Of course. Uh, that I play poker with. Did you play uh, hey, Jablomi yesterday? Uh, no, that's another league. Not this one. <laughs> wait, wait, who was it? Were, were you playing uh, fifth, Murph last I'm, night? I'm not playing Murph last night. Uh, Free 50, Murph. I went, I went from a uh, 52% win probability to a 62 win win probability but uh you know what i could go on and on about dalvin cook being uh my favorite <laughs> and uh he's got a piece of my heart that nobody can take away definitely not uh i want to go to break because when we come back an actual in-studio guest and i'm yeah. a fan of this man's work clancy brown we've got a dynamite hollywood true or false all set up for him Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The sleep number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks sleep number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guests is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed this is the Rich Eisen Show. Peacock and NBC Sports Audio Channel 85 on Sirius XM. This Rich Eisen Show terrestrial radio affiliate, those listening on Odyssey. And then, of course, there's our podcast uh, listeners. If you're uh, listening to us later on, we appreciate your, your listening to that. Uh, right here on the Rich Eisen Show in person. Thrilled to have right here a fan uh, of this man's work in so many different things that he's done. From, again, Shawshank Redemption, Starship Troopers, Terrific and Lost. The Informant is another fun movie that he was in back in the days bad boy and now bad boys and now he kind of plays one uh in dexter new blood airing sundays at nine eastern on showtime the man who played captain hadley back in the day and shawshank redemption now here on the rich eisen show clancy brown what a pleasure to see you sir what a pleasure to be here rich thank you so much i didn't even mention billions which you were fantastic in (laughs) as well so we'll talk about all of this but for the first things first you are from the state of ohio correct that's indeed i am okay indeed i am so uh lay out your fandom uh on the floor for Uh, all of us to see right here heartbreaking loss um 
But uh, which which loss are we referring the, the to? The loss uh, of the big game. Okay, couple couple weeks ago. But yes, but Rich, yes. I have to say I did watch your take on it. Okay, and it was it was epic. <laughs> It was it was right, poetic. It was so as a as a as a as a you know born Ohioan who automatically roots for Ohio State no matter what. Even okay, though I went to a, a, another Big Ten school, you went to Northwestern. Went to right? Northwestern. Okay. My, my wife went to Iowa. I mean, okay. you know, we're a Big Ten family. But okay. you know, I I root for Ohio State all the time. I can't help but think yes. that it was really good for the Big Ten. That Michigan won. Oh, I appreciate you saying that. I think it was really good for the Big Ten because okay. I got really tired of oh god of two teams oh, being in it. Okay, you know it's like the SEC. You know it's always Alabama. Yeah, and Big Ten it was always it was always Ohio State. Okay, you know. So we've just met, and I don't know if this is you being passive aggressive with me right here. Clancy. No, no, no. I'm not being passive. I'm being very honest. I, no. I, I mean, so Look, you no, know, no. I'm just being honest here. So. Uh, no, I'm not being passive aggressive. Okay. No, no, I, I'm, I'm from uh, Ohio when Paul Brown and Woody Hayes. I mean, that's when I was a kid. That's when I became yeah. sports aware. Paul Brown and Woody Hayes were the coaches in the nation that is Ohio, the football nation, and uh, it's kind of deteriorated since then, as far as I'm concerned. But uh, I, I think these teams have to. You know, this college football is getting boring. So you need to mix it up a little bit. So we bit. need to mix it oh, up. We need, and we got to have Michigan back. I mean, look. Oh, gosh. Michigan. <laughs> okay. Look, so, See, these are all the touchstones from Ohio State folks that I get that no, no. they glad to have you back. We need no, to Glad to have you back. We do. We do. And, okay. But, but you, you, you got one thing wrong in your second okay. In, in, in right. your second one when, okay. when they made the CFB, which is, mm -hmm. which is your, your little catty comment about Michigan State. That hurt. <laughs> That hurts you. Michigan Why? State always hurts. Michigan State hurts every. It hurts yes. Ohio State. Hurts Michigan. No, it did hurt. You lost. Oh to no, Michigan no, it State. definitely hurt. And I you fully, lost I fully admit that we that lost to Michigan State. It hurts. It yes, definitely it hurts. Does. And it left a mark. But it's now just a you know it's the, the, the I, bruise. The bruise is fading. Right. Um, and it's now just it, it's not a scar. Did it's nothing you, permanent. You, you described it as the your speed best. Bump. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. You described it mm -hmm. as the, 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 the best day of your life, the best week of your life. Yes, true. You wake up and the next yeah. day is even better than the <laughs> best day. <laughs> it was epic. It was so good. It was so good. Thank you, but Clancy Brown. Thank you. Thank there you. is that little spider bite of Sparty yes. dominating Yes, yeah, that's that. That is that. That is there, but it is. It was just a character building <laughs> loss. That without it, I mean, we had Aiden Hutchinson on this week. He said that without that loss, they might not be Big Ten champions right now. So, you know, I understand. Can we all come okay. together right. in in we unison against the Georgia Bulldogs? Can we at least? Do yeah. That? Oh yeah, yeah. No, okay. I'm, I'm I'm rooting for a Big Ten, and I'm rooting for Ohio. I would love to see a Big Ten versus. Okay. Uh, Versus Cincinnati, I would love that. So Clancy Brown here on the Rich Eisen Show. You mentioned Paul Brown and Woody Hayes yeah, are the yeah. coaches of your youth yeah. and how you kind of fell in love yeah. with sports and Ohio football. Yeah. Are you still a Bengal now? Are you still rooting for the Bengals yeah. Oh, now? Yeah, yeah, no question. Okay. Yeah, no question. Joe uh, Burrow, I, a kid from Athens yeah, being the quarterback. So yeah. why not Cleveland? Is that all? Why not Cleveland? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I like, I like Cleveland, but they moved to Baltimore. Ah, right. Okay. They moved to Baltimore. Okay. So 
I'm having, I, I'm trying to learn to love these new Cleveland Browns. Okay. So but I, I despise the Baltimore Ravens because they abandon the nation state of Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not a Cleveland per se. No, well, thing. I'm not a Cleveland guy. I'm, I'm, I'm Southern Ohio guy. Uh, I, do, I mean, I, I don't thought, root for the Indians. I root for the Reds. You know, okay. So I thought you were doing like a Sam Weich thing, you know, like you're not in Cleveland. You're from Cincinnati. I don't I hate thought Cleveland, but that's a different Cleveland team too. Thank you very much. Sure. Right. right. So, um, no, I don't. I, I don't hate Cleveland. Okay. I don't hate Cleveland. Right. I, I, I would root for them if they won. Okay. I mean, I like my 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 fandom of convenience is L.A. and the char is the Rams and the Chargers. Yes. And, my, and, and the ones in my heart are Cleveland. Cincinnati. Okay. And the Cavs? Are you a Cavs guy? No, or? I'm not really a basketball. Guy. You're not really a basketball guy. All right. Clancy Brown here uh, on the Rich Eisen show. So much to talk to you about right here on the show. Uh, the first things first. The movie or TV show that you get the most when people see you is what. Clancy. The latest one. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. Is that right? Whatever's on at the time. Is that but, right? But uh, of all of them, I'd say probably Shawshank. It is that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and SpongeBob. What was in Sponge? Because you're the voice of... Uh, Mr. Krabs. Mr. Krabs. Yeah. Do you get people saying, can you record something? For all you? the time. All the time I get that. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Yep. Every time for their kids. For the kids. I tell their kids to send me all their money. And one time it happened. <laughs> <laughs> and then I stopped doing it. Then you stopped. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. And so uh, Shawshank, did you have any sense at the time shooting that film what you were endeavoring at that moment? No, 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 no. I mean, nobody ever did. And we didn't, even when it opened, nobody thought it was. Really? I mean, we, we knew it was a good movie. You always know it's a good script. It's a good movie. It was an A-list group of guys and. And it was a group of guys. And it was in my home state. We shot it in Mansfield. So, you know, I was as happy as could be. Mm -hmm. Rare rabbit. But, um, you know, you never, you never know if anything's going to be any good. Uh, you, you, you hope. You hope against hope. Uh, you put together all the best guys. You had Terry Marsh, who was the, uh, uh, the, the designer. And you had Roger Deakins, who was the, the photographer, the DP. Uh, you, you know, it was a real A-list group of folks. But... You never know what's going to happen. I mean, you know, I've been in movies where there's an A-list group of folks and it just completely tanks. And it didn't do well at the box office initially. Its, it's love came from ancillary markets, from VHS. Right. Being on TBS and every people, hour, every day. <laughs> it, was, it was on last night, yeah, right? It was, on, it was on last yeah, night. It's yeah, totally yeah. on. All so so you're sometimes slipping around the channels and boom, yeah, there it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, Always. What's your favorite scene from the film? What do you? Which oh, one do you God. love? Where you're like that was any a beautiful... scene that Morgan is narrating. I love <laughs> that, that works, right? Yeah, I love that. What's my favorite scene? I don't know. Um, uh, uh, you know, the end at the tree is just brilliant. Um, but you're not in that one. No, no, no. I don't. I don't like any of the scenes. I mean, are you kidding? No. <laughs> I, I can only look at it and think how I would have done it better. You got something. Oh that's, well, that's what I wanted to ask you because your character is such a sob, right? Like, what scene of yours kind of makes your stomach curl? We're like, man, this guy is a terrible dude. Uh, certainly the first one, uh, you know, where the where, where he beats up uh, uh the fat ass the, guy. Uh, yeah, um, fresh fish. Yeah, fresh fish. And it's funny enough. Later on in my career, uh, I ran into him again on ER. And killed him again. 
Uh, was, Come on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he came in as a as an emergency patient that uh, that and I was kind of a, a you know, whatever the hot doctor was at the time and I had to I had to give him amps of epi and all that stuff and and he goes, you know, he goes flatline on me. So I killed him twice. <laughs> that is amazing. I killed him twice. Not on purpose. So if he ever shows time. up on set with you one more time, Frank. I'll be like, oh, no. Yeah, I know. He's, he <laughs> I, I've got no shot here. Yeah, oh, my gosh. Clancy Brown here uh, on uh, on the uh, Rich Eisen Show. Okay, and before we hit uh, Dexter Newblood, there's a whole bunch of other questions about you and your career um, that I want to know is true or false. We've got all of these stories that oh. have been written about you or facts on the Internet. Oh, I got it's one called, for you, too. Okay, so, so oh, this will be great. Celebrity true or false? Me for Clancy Brown, and apparently one one for me in the other direction. Uh, go ahead and hit it. This is our production value with all of it. Here we go. Celebrity true or false? You can't handle the truth. <laughs> all right, that's it. That's all we got. That's our production value. Awesome. Okay, here we go. First question for you, uh, Clancy Brown. True or false, you originally attended Northwestern. We know that's true. On a track scholarship as a discus thrower, but switched majors to theater arts after two seasons. Is that true? <laughs> yes, that's true. Although I wasn't majoring in track, um, which annoyed See, my coach, Don Amity. But, uh, um, yeah. Especially since you went on a scholarship, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He told me, he told me just, you know, keep the scholarship, just invite him to, the, to a show. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. He's a great guy. He was a great guy. How far could you throw a discus? Uh, when, I was, when I was concentrating yeah, and yeah, good, sure. I think I got like 160, you know, touching 170. Damn. But, you know, it's... Look, man, those guys in the Big Ten are big. Right. I mean, I'm sort of big, but they're really big. So you know, when you... they were football players that weren't on football scholarship, right. that were the track players, and that's back in the day when steroids were good for you. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, it was just it was oh, there were there were prices the I was not willing days, to pay man. back then. You know? Oh my gosh! All right, next one up. Um, true or false? You were cast in Highlander at the recommendation of Sting. That's true too. Yeah. Well, I hear that's true. That story is that the, the they were they had offered it to Arnold, mm -hmm. who said Arnold Schwarzenegger, who had said, you know, I just I just did a bad guy. I did the Terminator. I'm not interested in playing another bad guy. Right. And uh, so Russell Mulcahy, the director, was uh, he was from uh, uh, videos, mu music videos. Yes. He was an uh, Australian guy or New, New Zealand. I'm mm -hmm. not sure which, but. He uh, he was at some party with uh, you know rock and roll party because that's what they do and yeah. uh, new Sting and I had just done the bride with Sting and and uh, I think he said well you should look at uh, this Yank that I worked with he seemed like a nice guy and mm -hmm. a pretty good actor and he's big and you know and that's how you got in Highlander hmm? that's how you got in the movie Highlander huh well that and the fact that I was really not expensive at the time <laughs> so yeah. i mean you know got to be lucky and inexpensive and good yeah, I was all really that's at the crossroads of lucky and expensive and good and so what was thing like did you did you get to hang and with him yeah he was terrific he's the nicest guy ever you know and sting and trudy both they had us over to their house and and you've dined with sting what do you call him do you call him sting you call him sting you don't call him gordon he's sting i mean you know that's who he is so did you just say hey sting you know can you i pass would love that to or? see him again. i haven't seen him since i mean yeah he was he was a very sweet guy i think he got he it sort of bored with the show after a while because making movies becomes boring sometimes sure and okay. so he started working on his uh, solo album the dream of blue turtles oh, of course you know about halfway through the show so he was um 
Hey, you know. I mean, you gave up discus for something else. That's you know, right I mean, this, I mean yeah. all, and that's his bread and butter. All right. Uh, set, uh, the true or false, your first acting job after moving to Los Angeles was playing a bad guy in the Dukes of Hazard. Right on. Second bad guy. Number two. Look yeah. at you wow. on the screen right there, man. Look yeah, at there that. I am. Look and at look, that there's, collar. Uh, there's Jeff Joseph. Look that's at the stash, it. man. Yeah, right. You were in the Dukes of Hazard, huh? Yeah. I was thrilled because um, <laughs> the episode was called Too Many Roscoes. And we, it was, the, the, the conceit was that we, we had found a double for Jim Best, who played the, you know, the, the sheriff. Which sure. I can't remember the name of yeah. it. And we were going to replace him. And so I got to... I got to sit down with Jim Best, and I started fanboying out on him, and he just was not interested. Thank you, thank you, son. You know, okay. Did you get anywhere close to the general Lee in any way, shape, or form? Uh, yeah, I think it. I think we hijacked it at some point. Damn. And but I didn't. I I didn't know a lot about the show. Uh, yeah. Jeff, uh, who was the other guy, he he knew what to do. Okay. And it was so good that he knew what to do. He. He jumped into it because you can't open the door, right. apparently, right? So he jumped in the window. I think I just took Jim Best in the in the Prius okay. that we had. So did you, <laughs> did, you, uh, did you still get residual checks from the Dukes of Hazard to this day? Yes. <laughs> Probably. I just got a check from my combined uh, two episodes of CSI Miami that nice. I've been in where I've played announcer and mm-hmm. male announcer. I have range, Clancy. Whoa. I've got range, Matt. Uh, combined five dollars and fifty nine cents. Nice. Yes. Hey, that ain't nothing. That is. It ain't nothing. It adds up. Okay. So <laughs> fantastic. All right. Last we'll one for to get you. you on SpongeBob. Then I appreciate really yes. the day. Hey. By the way, uh, I'll go under the sea. <laughs> uh, last one for you. True or false? In Bad Boys, Sean Penn asked the other actors to actually spit on you in one scene. Uh, not on me, on him. Okay. I wasn't spit on him. Yeah, I wasn't at that scene. Yeah, um, yeah. He he comes in and it's like the fresh fish scene, and he's got his he's got his uh, his clothes, his gear. He's been through all the all the uh, intake uh, process, and so he you know he wanted all the all the kids to spit on him, all the extras to spit on him, and you know. And this is, that was fine, I guess. I, one of the actors, I mean, I didn't know. It was my first movie. I, you know, I wasn't going to spit on him. But, yes. Um, you know, one of the actors insisted that everybody brush their teeth and, you know, have Before we spit on, before Matt, we on spit Sean on Penn. Sean Penn, who really wasn't like the Sean Penn that we know of then. He was, he was on his way there, but he's... He, well, I remember Bad Boys. It was like, wait a minute, Jeff Spicoli's acting seriously. Right, like, right, I, exactly. I, I remember exactly. back then that was kind of stunning right. Right. That the guy who is brilliantly funny right. in right. Fast Times is now is like he's a serious actor. Yeah, 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 yeah. My debut. You know who else's debut? Who was it? Who was Alan that? Ruck? Huh. Rucker was in there. He was. Yeah, yeah. He came on this show, Alan Ruck, talking about how he was 29 when he <laughs> shot uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah, and he looks. You know, he's a little older than me, and he. Right. You know, he looks 20 years younger. Right. It, that's that's just his curse. So you and Alan Ruck made the same awesome, debut yeah. in Bad Boys. Yeah, yeah. Do you got a good Sean Penn story? Because I know you've been in other stuff with him. Uh, no, I haven't. That was the only one I've been in. No. Oh, okay. Um, what's my Sean Penn story? Uh, oh, if you don't have one, it's I, okay. I don't really have a Sean Penn story right. except that he was going out with with Bruce Springsteen's sister at the time, Pamela, mm-hmm. and I later ran into Pamela as a uh, as a parent. Mm-hmm. 
we were both parents at the same elementary school. That's the way life works, huh? Right? Isn't it weird? It is certainly weird. All right, so what's your true or false for me? Your first job out of college yes. was the KRCR? KRCR TV, yes. Right. My wife, also, first job out of college. Are you serious? Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No kidding. Yeah, yeah. Right up there in For Reading. TV. So what Kobe, did she... What Kobe, did she, right? It was, yeah, right, right. Kobe, yes, yes. And the, then after you left, they California, stole. Oregon Broadcasting Incorporated. Right, right. Yeah. What right. did she do up there? She did, did we work together? No. She was a little bit before you. She okay. did the, the slot between Good Morning America and something else. She said she did Good Morning California. Wow. You know. Yeah. AM, whatever. It Something like that. Yeah. My fr that's. And she did a lot of this. She did a lot of interviewing people who were supporting actors on TV shows. Man, it was yeah. for me. I'm from New York City and yeah. being up there in Redding, California, where we broadcast to every day in the Redding Chico market where Aaron Rodgers grew up. Right, right. You know, right. and just going up in that beautiful part of the God's North country. State. It It is so beautiful. Yeah. But I was in New York. I'm a New Yorker going up there. It was like, you know, northern exposure. You know, it was like walking around and I'm like f panning for gold now, and could fly you, fishing. Did and you like, love it or, did, I loved or it. could you not get out of there fast? No, I, you know what I want? I just had a, I had a vision about getting to sports center as fast right as I possibly could, right but I loved it. I, like I said, I, I went, you know, I, I went uh, on a houseboat on Lake Shasta right. and I drove all over the place up there and it's closer to Oregon than it is to San Francisco. Right. Have it's you been back? Uh, one, a couple times. Yeah. I have, yeah. Now, we haven't been back in a while. Well, you got to go. Trying to get up there. So uh, I got another one for you. Okay. My but you won't know. All right. What is that? True or false? Yes. Today is my mother's birthday. Uh, I'm going to say that's a true story. That is a true story. Hey, Ladies and gentlemen. Hey, happy birthday. Today is my mom's birthday. Okay. Joyce. All right. Born Miss Born in 1929. Clancy Brown. 92 years old. Wow. Fantastic Still hanging birthday. in there, taking care of my dad. Okay. And... We could all sing happy birthday. Yeah, very good. Yeah. You want to do that? Yeah, sure. Okay, here we go. What's her name again? Joyce. Okay, here we go. One, two, three. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Miss Joyce. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Mom. I love you. I love it. Love it. Okay. Uh, so I am mandated to say, what does your mom think of your work in Dexter New Blood? She's not watching. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not keeping her from watching it, but I'm not telling her how to operate the remote. I'm not explaining that. I'm not. Wait, what is this Showtime not, Anytime yeah, I'm not thing? Getting, yeah, I'm not Clancy? getting into that with her. But, uh, yeah, yeah. You have to. You have to ask your husband for that. I would say my mom's watching us on Peacock right now, but the number of times she's like, "So you're on what again?" You know. <laughs> Uh, at any rate, thank um, you for that. I really so, appreciate. That. Of course, that was absolutely. Of so, uh, Dexter New Blood. Sundays, 9 p.m. on Showtime. Um, I know there's a lot to reveal about your character. I don't want to go places where potentially um, you or the uh, folks who make it uh, don't want me to go. Okay. But uh, you tell me. I mean, what, what you are like about this, why you're jumping on it, why you, you wanted to do this and be part of this um, new, I guess, rebirth of one of the more popular shows of our time. Right. Um, okay. I don't really have a rap about this yet, so okay. I'm going to like try it. Work it out. Work um, it out. I took it because it was the pandemic and I hadn't worked in about a year. Okay. Uh, I do remember the first iteration of it, and um, when it was being cast around, they were considering me for Remar's part for a second, for mm -hmm. a minute. Glad I didn't do it because Remar was so good in it. Yes. Um, and uh, uh, I didn't watch it, though. But as soon as, I, as soon as they were interested, I started watching all of it and was kind of amazed by how terrific it is. Now, 
the idea that you have a television show, a popular television show, a, like a raging fandom for a character that is a serial killer <laughs> is just bizarre, right? And so I'm supposed to play the bad guy, right? I'm the bad guy right. for a serial killer. Yes. <laughs> How am I not a victim? <laughs> How am I not one of his victims? Now, my character thinks he's pretty hot stuff, and you know maybe he's killed a few people, mm -hmm. but nothing compared to Dexter. My guy is kind of a not—he's not the sharpest knife in the drawer. Yes. To the end, he never calls him Dexter. He doesn't connect that. He calls him Jim. He thinks he's Jim. Mm -hmm. He doesn't realize that he's sitting across in that picture there. He doesn't realize he's sitting across from somebody who's on camera mm -hmm. killed. 150 people yeah. makes you High like an angel. Count. Yeah, you're, 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 yeah. But I'm the slower. bad guy. Body count time. Yeah. I'm the bad guy. Right. <laughs> How are me and my family not victims of this well. psycho killer? Thank you. Great, All right. Great point, Clancy, that you bring up. Oh All right. my god. <laughs> 9 p.m. on Showtime. Sunday night. Sunday nights. 9 p.m. on Showtime. Yeah, love that. Love Michael. By the way, Michael's terrific. And yeah, he was on a few weeks ago. The kid that's in it is terrific. To Jack Alcott, yep. Julia, everybody, and it was really good. It was again, a lot of fun to that, do. That's again on Showtime at nine Eastern time. Um, I could go on and on, man. Rich, I told Clancy he and I actually met a few years ago. You met everybody on, on a set of the movie The Guardian that's with right. Kevin Costner and Ashton. Right after Kutcher. Katrina, mm -hmm. down they in had, Louisiana, uh, they were set up. It was a it was a Coast Guard movie with uh, with uh, Kevin Costner and Ashton Kutcher, and they had set up that built this big thing in, in New Orleans, a big tank. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Katrina comes in, wipes out New Orleans. So we all moved to Shreveport, which I'm sure the people of Shreveport love Shreveport. Shreveport. <laughs> it was not a fun place to, mm. for me to do. But you got to, to meet T.J. Jefferson, which is a wonderful thing. Right, I did. Yeah, I very did good. There you go. I love it. Um, and, and, As he was pulling the slots, because we, st we all stayed in the casino. We all stayed in the casino. Well, you got to work yeah. on your biceps yeah. somehow. Right. Yeah, so maybe you could work on your traps, too, if you yank that yeah. thing the right way. Um, and then, uh, before I let you go, Billions, holy crap, were you just awesome in yeah. that show. Oh, thanks. That I mean, the funny. writing on that show, it is tro truly amazing. Yeah. And then... Uh, Writers are great. Right. So, I, I'm at, you were in so many scenes with Paul Giamatti. I mean, that yeah. is... Well, there's another great story. Right. Paulie's first movie ever was a little movie that I was in also called uh, uh, Past Midnight with uh, Rutger Hauer. He was doing... He was in Washington uh, at Seattle Rep. And I remember sitting out, we were sitting out by a car, and he said, hey, do you think I should go to New York or go to L.A.? And, and I, you know, I'm finished up. I said, well, you should stay here in Seattle and do theater, of course. But, you know, if you want to go one place, I said, you definitely got to go to L.A. because that's where the business is. And, of course, he was smart enough never to take my advice. Right. And went back, and now he's a huge, giant star. He is a, he is a huge, And he's a terrific, star. terrific guy. Well, I mean, uh, did you ever at any point in time as a Reds fan talk to him about his dad and Pete Rose. Did you ever bring that I, you, up with him? Yeah, I did bring it up a couple of times. You had to tread lightly. I know. You, you know, you do. You of course do you do. Because I, I'm very, uh, I go back and forth about Pete. Pete pissed me off, man. Pete, that whole episode pissed me off. You yeah. knew better. You yeah. knew better. I know. Uh, it is, it's such a very touchy subject, yeah. and obviously, you know, I would love to talk to Paul Giamatti, and I don't think he talks about it at all. 
No, well, he, I mean, he lost his dad early. Of course too. he did. He was just a kid when, right. when his dad died. And what, he's, what, what he has become as an actor, I mean. Oh, he's and, terrific. I know. Yeah, he's, known, known by fans of Billions and Howard Stern yeah. all over the place. Yeah, I mean, that's, right. that's what we say all the time. <laughs> really, we're really we're on NBC and on Peacock. <laughs> uh, good to see you, Clancy Brown. Pleasure. Thanks, Rich. Come on My back. Pleasure. Anytime you got anything uh, you want to promote, we're here. Oh, okay. Let's do it. Right. At Real Clancy Brown on Twitter and Instagram. Clancy Brown here on The Rich Eisen Show. Show. We'll wrap up this show and get you ready for the weekend when we come back. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Welcome back, our audience on uh, Terrestrial Radio. Uh, wondering, when was the last time you thought about your dream? Because uh, our friends and colleagues and partners with Mercedes-Benz Vans want you to think about your dream. Certainly, if they can help you realize it with a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van. Because you can hop in one of these premium vehicles and do whatever you want. Let's just... Certainly later on this month, you got a week off, you want to go visit a mountainside, you want to go skiing, you want to go somewhere, go take a road trip and just live your van life and live uh, in a very nice premium style. There's a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van for you. You want to start a new business. You've thought to yourself, okay, 2022 is going to be a new year for me. I'm going to start my new business and I'm going to get a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van to do that because you can get your dream come true on four wheels thanks to this baby that will have such innovative safety features like crosswind assistant, blind spot assistant, MBUX voice command system. You can expect amazing performance and reliability, a five-star dealer network, and if you want a gas engine, that's available as well. Runs like a dream, so head to your Mercedes-Benz van dealership and get that Sprinter. Tell them your dream sent you. Okay, Chris Brockman, let's finish up strong as let's Sneaky go. Good Games let's has go. been finishing up strong let's for this weeks now. Go for it. Hit it, please. Hit it. Let's go. Here's Chris Brockman with Sneaky Good Games. Contests likely to surprise you with their heretofore undisclosed competitive value. All right, Christopher, let's All right, get we these right. We were 3-0 last week. Yes. Yeah, boy. tailed and made some money. We're a game under 500, but we're going to change that this week. Give me the Cincinnati Bengals at home, getting a point and a half against the San Francisco 49ers. Going to back my higher register play. I'm also taking the football team, getting four and a half. Uh, I like what Ron Rivera said. I also am going to hit him with the Heineke. I love Antonio Gibson. I think this is a close game. I don't know if the football team wins, but it's a close game. Detroit, Denver, going to look at the total. I'm going to go under 42. Denver offense didn't show me anything. Last week against Kansas City, Detroit riding high off of their first win. I think they come back down to earth. 
This is a really tight game, maybe like 2017, something like that. Under 42, let's go. Okay, so I, I will never utilize this endeavor as a window into something that could be viewed as inspirational, but I'm about to. <laughs> Late October, mid-October, when he said he was not going to do it anymore? It was right. Yeah, he was second week of the season. No, no, no. 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 It was. Uh, it was. You started it was like two and twelve or I was something. One and like, eleven. You won an eleven. Yeah. Okay. And you were like, "That's it." And we're like, "You can't." Yeah, you can't stop. No, you can't, can't stop. Won't stop. You can't stop. Won't stop. You are one game <laughs> under five hundred for the year. You're back for the, for the year. You are. More than you are and this nine week run. potentially able to tell the Rich Eisen Show viewership and listenership. If you have listened to me and placed and, and, and wagered properly, more than less. More than yeah. less. More than less. We will be in the black. More than less. On Sunday. Let's go. I mean, you're definitely going two and one this week, but that's that's still <laughs> good. That's <laughs> still no good. Way. What's the matter? Well, you can't. You Your can't, team can still win, win. and know, we can we're still bad. win our bet. Even I'm if just you saying, win, we're gonna, we're gonna, gonna beat him up. Even if he wins, you can still win. Even when I lose. Even when I lose, I win. Right? Three and people. Let's go. <laughs> Good stuff. The Heisman Trophy is uh, coming up this week. Predictions? Well, no, here's a prediction. We've had the Heisman Trophy winner on this week. There you go. There you go. Bryce Young oh, and Aiden Hutchinson. Lose, was I win. Why are we ending the week that way? That's great. <laughs> Come on. Rich is on the roll still. Come on. <laughs>